Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, actual NFL news. We actually have something to, to yeah. legitimate to discuss. It, it's It's sure to... Make many people very unhappy, and uh, a whole other subgroup of people that don't like Dak very happy. So uh, let's yeah. get into it. Uh, yeah, when you were talking about people being unhappy, I thought we were going to talk about the Titans paying Derrick Henry mm-hmm. because that was a big story today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, I love Derrick Henry, but please don't uh. do that. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about this Dak thing because there's there's so many different angles to come yeah. from. Um, I, I want to start with this. Uh, the Cowboys obviously did not get a long-term deal done with uh, Dak Prescott, meaning he will play the 2020 season, if we have one, on a the franchise tag at, what, $31.4 million guaranteed. Um, Jane Slater of the NFL Network reported that uh, the Cowboys and Prescott did have some contract negotiations today. They kind of ran out of time. The deal that, you know, that she said... Uh, Prescott was interested in signing, uh, included a $50 million signing bonus and $70 million over the first two years. So that breaks out to $35 million a year, which is a, a bump up from his you know pay uh, this year. Um, Dak actually wanted to get this deal done, but it was just too late uh, for to, 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 to meet that 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. Uh, just, Lena, let's start with this. What were your general thoughts when you heard the Cowboys and Prescott did not come to a long-term contract extension um you know i guess i i, I wasn't surprised i mean i i felt like uh you know i've always been of the belief that that they would get it done but but i i, I you know i'm not i'm not shocked that it didn't get done um and especially you know and i guess for me the thing that has really kind of changed the math on all this as we've discussed is is a lot of the COVID stuff you know i think that they had gotten to a point where the the lines of 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 demarcation and the lines of where they were there was disagreement were very clear um and i think that yeah. that you know there yeah. was the idea that they were basically at a a plateau until you know deadlines started making deals uh and then i think you know as the as co- the covid stuff has developed and, and and as you know it's not going away as we've all seen and um you know, even now we still have very, very, very murky guidelines on what's going to happen from here on forward. And frankly, that is going to be a lot of what the discussion is going to be around here and around a lot of other sports guys, mm. I guess for the next few months or at least the next few weeks is how are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? Like, how is this going to work? So I sure hope yeah. so. I, I sure hope. I, I don't know what I would do without this. Cowboys <laughs> I mean, it's, it's keeping us occupied at the very least. Uh, but I guess all of that kind of fed into a lot of uncertainty and 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 specifically financial uncertainty towards the cap in 2021. Uh, and and I I honestly and I could be completely wrong, but I honestly do believe that 
the uncertainty about the 2021 cap may have changed the angles on this a little bit. You know, it may have made the, uh, uh, you know, I think before this, playing on the franchise tag for the Cowboys and then having to deal with a, a, a negotiation. And again, I think there are people out there suggesting that the Cowboys aren't aware, aren't aware of this. They're fully aware guys. Like they know yeah. that the, the, yeah. the negotiating price goes up next year and they know that Deshaun Watson could sign his deal between now and then, and that could change all the angles. I think that they all, they know all of that. But I also think that if you look back at the DeMarcus Lawrence deal, Right, and I think that there's been a lot of hand wringing that they could have signed the the de- that deal a year earlier and gotten a much better mm-hmm. deal. I am honestly starting to wor- think that not worry, but think that you know they are willing to pay extra for that much more certainty, if that makes sense. I think I think for 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 the Demarcus Lawrence thing, they realize that if Demarcus Lawrence you know, went out and had the year that he did have on a contract year that they were going to have to sign him to a big, big time deal. And I think that they were okay with that because that they, they would rather have the certainty of seeing him do it one more time and then giving him his money than paying him a whole bunch of money up front that, you know, they, they have allocated to the wrong player and then have to correct down the road. And with Dak, we're talking about even more money. It's the most important position in, in football. And then, then, of course, there's the added element of, uh, I mean, I, I, we really can't stress this enough, how difficult it will be for teams to deal with the uh, salary cap if it is actually going down instead of going up. I, I mean, teams have made their plans years out with the idea of, of how these caps are going to increase each year. They, they put the numbers in up front when they start measuring it out when they get the TV deals. I just think that there is a, a lot of uncertainty right now, and especially for trying to sign specifically a quarterback and a specifically a quarterback to a deal that isn't, you know, the Patrick Mahomes deal, that isn't a 12-year deal or a 10-year extension. That you know, Dak Dak okay. is trying to yep. decrease the number of years. He doesn't want a long term deal. He doesn't want necessarily the fifth year unless you're paying extra for it. He doesn't want. He may not even necessarily have wanted the fourth year. So the, the, my point is, is that with with the Cowboys, they want the flexibility to be able to move that money around, and they even more so than usual want that flexibility. If there's going to be uncertainty on where the cap is going next year, there's very, very high likelihood that the NFL figures this out and and, and all, you know, it, it, there isn't a, a lowering of the cap at all. But there's nothing written at all saying that, you know, there's no certainty that that, that is going to happen. So I don't necessarily think I think that they realize that they kind of got screwed by the COVID situation. And I think yeah, that they they, yeah. they they then reevaluated the situation and re you know looked at all the angles again and and then realized, you know what? Let's just suck it up, pay the thirty one million this year. It, what does it mean? It means we probably have to be a little bit more strapped on any more uh, free agents that we're signing for the rest of the year, and we can't necessarily go out and get some big money guy. We can't necessarily go out and do the, any of these big trades that people have been talking about, but. What it does allow us to do is try to renegotiate things next year in good faith. Hopefully that that's still the case. I think, this, you know, the, the, the Jane Slater report to me 
reads like Dak was still trying to make serious efforts to get done. So I'm hoping that that can be, you know, relayed into a, a negotiation next year. Is it going to be for more money APY? Absolutely. Yes. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way, yes. the, 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 you know, the, the, the deal of, of business. But I think, again, and this is my last thing, is that what people seem to forget is that it doesn't matter. You know, you're you're paying your quarterback. You're paying your franchise quarterback. So pay him, pay him what the market deal is, and then you know, and then you roll from there. I I I I tend to think that the Cowboys may end up, you know, especially now that the Mahomes deal has come out, and it was it didn't necessarily blow the the market up, which it really no, really no. did not. And especially now that you look at the numbers, it was an extremely team friendly deal. I, I tend to think that, you know, Watson's really the only guy that, that I think is, you know, because Jackson's still got two years, I think, before he can negotiate. So uh, I, I, I think Watson's the only guy between now and then that's going to bump that up a level. And I don't know that it's going to be so dramatic that the Cowboys are going to be, you know, killing themselves that they couldn't get it done. No, and I don't think... I don't think Watson can ask for more than Mahomes, yeah. right? Because he doesn't have the MVP, yeah. he doesn't have the Super Bowl, he doesn't have the playoff success. So there's, it's awfully hard for you know the Texans to say, hey, we'll give you more money than Mahomes when he doesn't even have close to the success. Um, I want to go back to something that you talked about before about the basically Dallas willing to pay a little bit extra for you to prove it. Um, I, I did this earlier today, but I, I went back to the last couple franchise tags that the Cowboys have used. So let's start in 2008, okay? They, and again, I'm going to preface this with saying, I love Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott should get a long-term deal. I'm just wondering if this is the way Dallas thinks of things. And I know the quarterback situation is different. But 2008, the Cowboys franchised uh, Ken Hamlin, okay? Um, The franchise tag was ridiculously low for safeties at that time. But uh, before the deadline, the, the July 15th deadline, Ken Hamlin got a long-term deal for the Cowboys for the 2008 season. Two years later, he was out of the NFL completely. He had basically one really good season in 2017, never was able to replicate that success. So two years after signing that deal completely out of the league. Um, 2011, or excuse me, 2012, they franchised Anthony Spencer. He had 11 sacks. 2013, they franchised him again. He played one game, had no sacks. By 2014, he was a shell of himself and was completely out of the league. 2015, the Cowboys signed Des Bryant. They franchised Des Bryant. They put him on a long. They eventually signed him to a long-term deal at the deadline. Des got hurt in 2015. Was okay in 2016. Not good in 2017. Has been out of the league since. Demarcus Lawrence. They franchised in 2000. I believe 2017. Right, 2017. 2018, they paid him in the 2019 season. Um, he is one that worked well with the franchise tag. He actually he showed that he was this uh, elite caliber player worthy of paying, and the Cowboys did do so. I just wonder if those four stories kind of led to this uh, outcome with Prescott, where, yes, he's been really good for the Cowboys last year. It was fantastic, um, but... Given that there's a new coach, given that there's a you know a lot of turnover here, and we're still really early in Prescott's career, maybe they are willing to say, "Hey, we'll give you 31 million. Just go do what you did last year, and then we'll talk about giving you a, a deal of closer to 40 million." I, I just wonder if those previous franchise tags weighed in a little bit for the Cowboys. What do you think about? Yeah, that? I mean, again, I think that uh, it it 
you you laid it out the the the, the kind of you know storyline that that has been in their heads for the, for a while and I, I you know I hadn't even kind of put all of that all that together obviously I'd made the connections with Demarcus Lawrence but yeah I mean I think that kind of tells a tale doesn't it I mean I, I think that the Cowboys mm-hmm. have there's this cons- you know there's this idea that the Cowboys have uh, always kind of pay their superstars and 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 that's the the situation I you know and I think that what you're seeing is that the Cowboys at certain points have had buyer's remorse by doing that. And I think that they've had, you know, some um, situations. I would say three of the last four times they've had yeah. buyer's remorse when it comes to the franchise. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I think that, you know, it's a situation where, again, like, I, I, I there's a lot of uncertainty here. And, and, and uncertainty only got added, not subtracted, as this whole time, as this time went on. Um, so I, I think that if you look at you know the 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 results of, of of the last few deals that they've done i you know you can't really blame them for you know especially again just to point out the most important position in football the most expensive position in football the one that actually is going to dictate the rest of your cap right if all of that is is you know in play here i understand people are upset because they want the deal done but you can't really blame the cowboys for you know trying to hold on to something stable and then wanting to reevaluate the deal, knowing where they are right now, uh, and, I, and I don't blame Prescott either, no, right? I don't blame not. Prescott either for no. betting on himself. Absolutely not. And I think that's what we need to remember here is it's just I I really get got the sense over the last couple of weeks, and again we've talked about it on this podcast that I don't think Prescott minded the idea of playing on the franchise tag for a couple of reasons. Number one, he knows the franchise tag next year is thirty seven million dollars. Uh, and he'll get that. I mean, that's just going to be a formality, right? If they don't get a long-term deal done before the franchise tags are available, uh, he'll get that $37 million guaranteed. And I think there's a chance, given the weapons around him, the offensive line in front of him, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the defense that could be really bad, I think there's a chance that he's going to set career highs in passing yards and touchdowns and rushing touchdowns and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think it's the worst case scenario for for Prescott either um I do want to talk about this Landon as soon as the deadline passed there was a subsection of Cowboys Twitter that immediately started panicking saying this is the beginning of the end of the Prescott era in Dallas basically uh because Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees played on the franchise tags before and ultimately signed with other teams that automatically makes uh Prescott the next one to do so I don't feel that way at all. Um, what are your thoughts on the future now with for you know for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott outside of the 2020 season? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, they don't you don't offer somebody or, or or you know be willing to like hear an offer for somebody for 110 million dollars and 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 not be interested in signing the guy. You know, I I just don't think that there's. I, I just don't think any of this has, and, and I and I've kind of let this go so long ago that I guess it's interesting to hear it come back. But I just don't think any of this has to do with performance uh, or with 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 no. with their desire to keep Dak Prescott. It's this is a this is an accounting thing, you know. This is a, this is a, 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 a trying to get your books in order thing. You know, the Cowboys are still business, and 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 I think that you know things that get lost in in all this is. 
you know, it's only about winning football games and it's only about this and that. I, I think that there is something to be said for the fact that this is a, a an industry that is currently in, in flux and in peril because of what's going on in the world. So I don't necessarily, you know, blame them for wanting to make a, um, I guess I'll call it a sound business decision or at least a, a, a safe business decision in a in a world where there's a lot of uncertainty right now um so i, I yeah I, I don't think this i think the last thing this has to do is you know they that they are necessarily trying to uh to you know get a, a, a that's where i guess this diff this differs from those other franchise tag situations i'll say is that i think in some of those other franchise tag situations they were still kind of waiting to see what their evaluation of the player was. They wanted to be, they, they wanted yeah, to I confirm, yeah. you know, where those players were in their career. I think with this situation, you know, it was a normal, uh, you know, negotiation standoff in, involving the franchise tag. But then when things started changing with the with the way the season looked and with uh, 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 the you know, the ability to uh, re-sign a contract or sign a contract without kind of knowing what, what next season's going to hold, I think, again, that kind of made this a, a different creature altogether. And the Cowboys took a step back and were like, look, do we want to sign the most expensive contract that we've ever given out in, in the history of the Cowboys during uh, uh, the time of maybe the most uncertainty for the financial situation in the next you know, for the last 20 years, it's not like the, the Cowboys are a billion dollar industry. It's not that they, I know that they can't afford it, mm. but I think that there is something to be said for wanting to have that flexibility again, especially at that position, a quarterback where you're, it's eating up the largest percentage of your cap and, and having that flexibility to move that money around is, you know, direly important to the spreadsheets that you have that are supposed to be, you know, key to fitting all these players underneath the cap and, and making all the pieces fit. All right. One last question about Prescott for the 2020 season. Again, he's locked in this year. He signed the franchise tag. He's going to be there whenever the Cowboys start training camp. What are your expectations for Prescott this year? Do you think the pressure of, uh, performing again on the franchise, I mean, not again on the franchise tag, but performing on the franchise tag will be too much. Do you think this is going to produce a better quarterback for the Cowboys? Uh, what are you thinking for Prescott this year? I mean, I think he's going to get a lot of money. You know, I think, <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to have a, a better cast of characters than he did last season. I think he's going to be in a situation that even with the new head coach is probably even more optimized for what you know for 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 him putting on a show um and i don't think that the cowboys are going to you know look at that and poo poo it and then tr not try to resign him you know I, I think that there is look you know we saw some of hit like like dak's brother come out and, and get uh, angry you know people are gonna get upset or whatever about this on one way or another uh, my my thought process is is and I think that Dax even come out and said that you know he wants to he's uh, this is for a quote from Jane Slater uh, is grateful and blessed to be with the Cowboys and working and moving forward to do whatever we we can he can to help the team win a Super Bowl per Jane Slater uh, you know I, I just think that 
you you move forward, you play the season, you circle back at the end of the season, you get the deal done. And, and I and I, I know we've said that before, but you know it's not over until it's over. I, I guess that's that's the whole no. thing. They still have the ability to to uh, to you know to pull him back another year. They, they may not want to pay that much money, and it may be tough to pay that franchise tag next year. But you know they still have ways to control him in, in, in order to keep him around. And I think as I'm not going to get upset about this until the Cowboys don't re-sign him. Like you know they don't have him under contract anymore. That's when I think it's time to be upset about the way all of this handled. I understand that it, it feels like a comedy of errors, and, and everyone wants to believe that the Cowboys can just sign whoever they want when whenever they want, and it like like Dak doesn't have a say in this or doesn't have. You know any yeah, kind of yeah. any kind of uh, of 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 say a weight in this or, or any kind of not blame but but uh, agency here to to make sure to as to whether this deal gets done, but it does need to be agreement on both sides. And if both sides aren't comfortable with the way the financial arrangements are laid out right now, frankly, they still have time to d- get that part done. Yeah, and, and, and until yeah. until Dak can't be controlled by the Cowboys anymore, then. It, you know, this isn't exactly a done deal. Right. I mean, again, the worst case, well, I guess not the worst case. I guess the worst case is that Prescott plays so bad that the Cowboys don't want to hold on to him. But a, the very likely scenario here for the Cowboys is them franchising Prescott again next year and him getting $37 million, which, again, that's probably going to be the market value. So the Cowboys would be fine probably, you know, franchising Prescott and, uh, you know, doing it that way. Um, if you really, really want to get into the weeds here, I think we could have a discussion. I don't want to do it right now, but uh, a discussion about Prescott's agent, Todd France. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this because I, I don't want to talk about it too much. He's kind of got a reputation now of playing hardball with some of the teams in the league. I, I can talk about uh, Justin Simmons, the safety for the Broncos, who he represents. Um, I know that they offered... Uh, the Broncos offered uh, Simmons a deal that would have made him a top three or four safety in the league. He decided he wanted to be the highest paid safety in the league. And so France basically told them no. Um, it, I don't know. We've got a year before these kind of discussions happen again. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, Prescott tells his agent to lighten up. Let's make sure we get a deal done. Let's not try to play such hardball next time around. Let's try to get something locked up. Um so, again, we, we've got a lot of time to discuss this, but, uh, Lena, I want to make an agreement right now with you before we head off. Can, can we just agree not to talk about this Dak Prescott contract at all for the rest of the offseason and during the season? Because it, it's over now. I mean, what more are we really going to learn um, from now until the end of the season, right? I mean, basically nothing. I mean, right? honestly, I, I feel like I could have signed that agreement, you know, back in <laughs> September. Um yeah, I mean, look, I I understand. Um, I, I I I understand the 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 general interest here. Of course, I mean, you know, signing your quarterback to your team is obviously a, a huge yeah, thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's it's so much of just wait waiting until it's done. You know, there's no, there's no there's only so many angles you can go over. We only are seeing peeking through the keyhole. So yeah, I mean, I, I obviously if 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 can be avoided, I am totally fine with not talking about this anymore this season. It's just you know, it's it's hard because 
people are so concerned about it, even though I, I really, I guess I really don't understand, you know, why until it's done. Yeah, let's just, let's, let's agree that we will not talk about Dak's contract until the week seven, or after week 17, and hopefully after the Super Bowl, once the Cowboys are in, yeah. right? Let's, when we get to the franchise deadline and all that kind of stuff, let's, let's do that then. I don't want to make every show about, should the Cowboys have paid Dak Prescott this offseason that's just it's pointless at this you know at this stage all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts you can follow the show at locked on cowboys you can follow landon at McCoolBCB. i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. tomorrow's episode of the locked on cowboys podcast is another uh ultimate nfc east crossover edition we're talking about the cowboys uh the other hosts asked me a bunch of questions about the cowboys entering the season and I did my best to answer them. So make sure you guys tune in for that on Thursday. We will see you all later.